This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to the Sweaters Forever podcast here on 105.3 The Fan, brought to you by Choctaw Casino and Resort. Welcome to Choctaw Casino and Resort. Durant, the ultimate destination for exciting gaming and live entertainment exclusively for everyone. The Sweaters Forever podcast, a Dallas Stars podcast hosted by myself, Shippy from the KNC Masterpiece, alongside my co-host, the hockey hawk, Gavin Spittle. You can follow him on Twitter at GJ Spittle. Uh, Hawk, how you feeling after uh, after a full weekend of, of division hockey? <laughs> this star, I feel like I have a season pass with six flags with this Stars team. Yeah, because it's just like up and down and yeah. up and down, and um, you know, go, you go into a Friday night and uh, building had a nice buzz about it. Mm-hmm. You know, the AAC playing Minnesota, you go up two to nothing. I thought they played well, but. I thought they could have played a lot better. Yeah. I thought Dubinick kept Minnesota in the game. And then, unfortunately, Ben Bishop probably let in a few goals that we are. Yeah. It was very unlike Ben Bishop. And the shame of it is, is he played pretty well otherwise, but those goals can't happen. Yeah. They were momentum changers. And, uh, yeah. And then Ryan Donato at the end, and it just... You know, it was kind of a heartbreaker, and you're like, oh boy, here we go. And then we go into St. Louis and go down two to nothing. How many times on this Sweaters <laughs> Forever podcast have we talked about Colton Pareko? Oh, a ton. A ton. It's just, I mean, getting better and better and better. He's got size, strength, quickness, that slap shot. Now they're finally using him on the, with the absence of Tarasenko. Now they're using him, uh, with that one timer from the slot. And let me tell you, that is a vicious slap shot. Yes. So two Colton Pareko goals send them up two to nothing. And then all of a sudden, I feel like the roller coaster flipped and the stars <laughs> just emerge and hold my beer, Colton Pareko. My name's Rupe Hintz. Yeah. And really nice to see that. Really nice to see that. Really, because I think there were some questions between us. Like we knew Rope's good, but he's going through a little bit of a lull. And and it seemed like after that injury sidelined him for a little bit, like when he came back, he just had a little bit of a tough time just getting back in the groove that we've seen him playing pretty much since last season when he was inserted into the starting lineup and really yeah. took a hold on that spot. Uh, making it impossible for Jim Montgomery at the time to take him out of the lineup. So it's really nice to see him kind of hopefully getting back to his old uh, Rope Hentz ways. Uh, I want to bring something up that you brought up with there with Colton Pareko, and this is something that we've talked about on this podcast, and that's the kind of 
kind of an addition of Stephen Johns, you yeah. know. And I, I, today Rick Bonus was talking about Stephen Johns and said basically that he's a much better player than he even realized. He said he's physical, he skates well, he moves the puck really well, he's got that heavy shot. He's been really impactful for this team and shows what a big addition he's going to be to our hockey club. When you when I read that earlier, it's funny I saw that quote and I thought immediately of Colton Pareko. Yeah. And how we've talked on this podcast a million times how that power play really needs that heavy shot from it the does. point. Yeah. And I think Steven Johns could be that kind of second half MVP for this team because of that because they don't really have that on their blue line right now. So if if I were the stars, it's a great point, Shippy, I would probably switch and put two defensemen out there. I, I would agree. Try, I would try something different. Although I thought the Stars' best power play of the year was that first power play against St. Louis when they didn't score. They were just yeah. pinging Bennington. I mean, yeah. he was coming up with great saves. And it just seemed like a matter of time. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. like he was making save after save, just doing what Jordan Bennington does. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was I was surprised that St. Louis did not apply more forechecking pressure to the stars. Mm-hmm. I felt as though the stars um had a lot of open ice to skate. I felt as though they could get in the St. Louis zone easier than I've seen against other teams, including St. Louis. And I think when the stars have room that's when they thrive because then you're talking the speed of hints and the and the puck handling skills and whereas I thought Minnesota did a nice job clogging things up at times on on Friday night but yeah I'd like to see Stephen Johns on that power play and you know I mean you you looked and St Louis was using two defensemen on on the power play it's effective it protects you defensively and I don't think any of the Stars forwards minus Gurianov and Hints on that power play are are Proving that you know they have to have more forwards on the ice. I yeah, mean, um, but we should get into you know on that St. Louis the talent of Jamie Ben for that tip behind. Oh him. my gosh, that was insane! Like I could not believe that he scored that. I mean, like, that, I had to watch that replay like four to fr- or five yeah. different times. We we talk about you know guys that are last in the gym or mm-hmm. guys that are last on the field. Well. Those are the kind of goals that Jamie Ben has been practicing on the ice for years. Mm-hmm. I mean, to have that part of the blade hit it exactly perfect, you know, and especially since it wasn't like a soft pass, it was a hard pass mm-hmm. as well. I'm loving this physical. I thought it was a tough penalty that he took, but yeah. I can't knock, and it resulted in a goal, but I can't knock Jamie Ben for being physical. That's one thing that. Because I think Friday night was one of those games where I just didn't see Jamie Ben emerge on the ice. Mm-hmm. And then come Saturday, I thought he was a major player. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, I'm loving this Jamie Ben that's like scoring the goals and just acting like, yeah, that's what I do. Right. The calmness, but yes, also the physical play. And I feel like this is the, maybe more so this season than any other season since he's worn the captain you know, the, the C on his sweater. I feel like this is the most where I've seen on the ice Jamie Ben really take it upon himself to be the captain of yeah. the team and and lead by example. You know, he's if you if you know anything about Jamie Ben or if you ever hear him in any interview or talking to the media, this is not a guy who I feel like likes to talk or, you know, is a big talker, you know. It's just just like you said, just lead by example. 
Um, I feel like I've seen his impact in terms of being the captain of the team this season. It's really stood out to me more this season than I can really think of any in the last four or five seasons. Yeah, it's been it's been impressive. Um, and I like the play of Corey Perry. Yeah, uh, I thought he I thought he had a good weekend series. So um, it's nice to see players like that. Joe Pavelski um, is starting to come around, which is nice and needed. And right. what a great one timer this weekend he had. And, yeah. Um, you know, it seems like, uh, you know, he's feeling more comfortable. Um, I still think like I watch Friday's games and I'm like, what's missing mm-hmm. that that's, that's what I'm trying to figure out is what's, what's missing. Um, is it a wing? Is it something that they're going to take over or is it just this team cannot put together the consistency that's necessary? Or are we going to see a different team in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. You were mentioning before we took the airwaves about Colorado. Oh my gosh. I watched them in Minnesota um, last night. We're recording this on a Monday. I watched them last night. You know, it was the big game uh, of the night. And that Colorado team is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> terrifying. And, you know, they remind me offensively the way they play. It's at such a frenetic, uh, frenetic pace that I. It reminds me of the Lindy Ruff Dallas Stars teams, but they're much better defensively. Yeah. They are much better defensively, and the responsibility between the forwards and the defense and how they're interchangeable and how you know one guy will pinch and then somebody comes behind him and, and, and replaces him. I was just watching them. I was like, this is a fine-tuned offensive machine, but th- they th- defensively, it's not like they're giving up tons of odd man rushes or tons of quality scoring chances. You know, the, the goals that Minnesota scored were really, really nice plays um, that, you know, that, that you could score on anybody. And so that the, the thing that worries about worries me about them come playoff time is those Lindy Ruff teams struggled come playoff time because, you know, the ice tightens up and it's, you know, it's more physical and things like that. They can play physically. Oh, they yeah. can keep up. You know, Landeskog is a big guy. They were yeah. throwing their weight around. Yeah, Kadri's a pest. Kadri, yes. Like, they are very, very, very scary. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, you look at the standings and how can you not this time of year and you're mm-hmm. like, all of a sudden you're saying, okay. And granted, Dallas won all the meetings this year against Colorado, but I'm telling yeah. you, watching those games, I just felt as though Colorado controlled. Yeah. And good teams win when they're not supposed to win. Right, and I think the stars collected some points against Colorado um, that they probably shouldn't have. At, at the same time, I want that second position because I want that extra game at home because it yes. would be tougher. It would be tougher a prediction from me to say we're going to go into Colorado and win a best of seven series. Yeah, the way they're playing. I would also point out Winnipeg's on the move, and yeah. this is another team. That you have to watch out for. Nashville watched a little bit of them over the weekend. Um, they lost a tough one. They were up by two goals at in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was part of Hockey Day in Canada, which if you ever have the chance, Hockey Day in Canada, uh, they were in Yellowknife, which is way up in Canada. And uh, talking with the tribes about the integration between Indian tribes and hockey, and wow. it was just it was it was real special to show how much hockey has influenced 
throughout the whole country of Canada. So all the Canadian teams play on Hockey Day in Canada, and one of the games was an afternoon tilt, Edmonton, uh, Nashville, and Edmonton came roaring back, and looks like Edmonton's here to stay. Um, and so, you know, Nashville doesn't necessarily scare me. They could get on a run, but as far as a top three, but I am keeping my eye on Winnipeg, trying to clear that Bufflin room so they can make some trade deadline deals. Uh, and, you know, they can get that cap space available. They are the type of team that enjoys rentals because they know they're a smaller market right. and they don't have a large stadium. Therefore, revenue is tight, so they don't mind the short-term rentals to try to propel them in the playoffs. And plus, they've done a great job uh, in drafting players. You know, I feel like they, you know, the, the, the players that they draft and develop, you know, for the Winnipeg Jets... They've seen a lot of good success there. So Yeah. And and you know, the Dallas Stars of late, you know, we talked about Rope Hintz, who brought up Denis Gurionov. They've of late have done a good job as well of developing those players. But yeah, I I think that that's a really good point. Right now, Winnipeg sits in that first wild card spot and they are four points behind near Dallas Stars. Um, but the Dallas Stars do have two games in hand over them. Yeah. Um some good uh, they have played Winnipeg a couple more times. Uh so that'll be interesting to to watch. I hyper focused on Tyler Sagan this weekend because I wanted Man, he's to. He's been getting a lot of heat on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. Deservedly so. I mean, yeah, not he... scoring the goals, and that's why you get paid a lot of money. Right. Um, that said, after Saturday night's game, I was like, wow. And this is what's developing a trend because the same thing happened last year. I think he's a little bit snake bitten. He should have had a goal. Bennington robbed him of a goal. Yeah. Um, and that's what happens. But he's skating hard. Uh, he's playing well defensively. Personally, I don't know if this bonus system benefits him. I don't think so. I, at I, all. I, I, I'm fascinated. We talk about you know should the Stars acquire a, a, a new coach in the off season, um, and you know it does make you look because like offensively, it just seems like it's so hard, right? And they'll explode at some point, and then in Minnesota, they just go dry for long periods of time. Yeah. And, and it, it just, you begin to wonder, like, is it too defensive-minded a system? I mean, we had it was too offensive-minded with Lindy Ruff. <laughs> right, now, right. Now I'm, you know, watching, and I'm like, wow. You just need to find a balance <laughs> between yeah. those two systems, you know? Uh, I'm actually glad that you brought that up, because so right now Colorado is ahead of the Dallas Stars um, in the standings. They've got 70 points. The Stars have 67. Um, the Colorado Avalanche with a game in hand. The Colorado Avalanche have 50 more goals than the Dallas Stars. Yeah. 197. The Stars have scored 147. The Colorado Avalanche have allowed 154 goals. Your Dallas Stars have allowed 141. Mm. So just a 13-goal difference there in terms of how many goals allowed, which I was shocked to see that. Yeah, they got (laughs) It certainly feels like it should be much wider depending on, you know, when you you consider the system that that these two teams play. Yeah. Colorado got off to a woeful start. Yes. And I think that the statistics probably, if if, if that start didn't happen, um, I think we'd see, you know, probably Colorado in first in the Central. Mm-hmm. It's going to come down to the wire, and it'll be interesting to see what happens at the upcoming trade deadline, who adds parts, who decides to sell. The problem the NHL has right now, and it's a good thing, is there's a lot of parity. Yeah. So you look at a team like the Montreal Canadiens, who I was researching this weekend, could they be good trade partners? Now, late over the weekend, we did have a trade where L.A. and Toronto, 
Mm-hmm. And that's what we talked about a couple of weeks ago on the podcast is familiarity. And teams like to trade with teams that they know. General managers that get along that can make out deals. And Toronto made that deal acquiring Jack Campbell, who Stars fans remember. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hate to say it. We give him away and now he's a key part of a trade going to a, uh, a Toronto team. Um, and, and they got their big wing, which they needed. And in return, which I was interested, is like, okay, what did L.A. receive? They received a kid from Thousand Oaks, California, who is fast but hasn't scored a lot of NHL points, and a couple of draft picks. So the haul in return was not that big mm-hmm. uh, for Tyler Toffoli and Jack Campbell. Yeah. Uh, so it's an interest. I thought it was a great trade for Toronto. I mean, I how agree. many times can you make a trade near the deadline and you solve two of your issues? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, I watched that from the star standpoint. Then I looked at like a Montreal and it's like, okay, you know, is Montreal willing to give up some parts, but now they're only five, six points back of a wild card position. So then you look at, okay, what about Ottawa? Are they going to sell parts Is Anthony Duclair? But if I'm Ottawa, I'm like, okay, this guy's starting to hit his stride. He's having the best year of his career and we have control of him. He's kind of on the cheap. Do we really want to get rid of a young player unless we just get blown away with an offer? Yeah. Then I look at Pittsburgh and Alex Galchenyak and, you know, talking to someone involved in the NHL, um, I was like, you know, what's the story on Galchenyak? I think that would be a good fit in the stars. They immediately looked back at me and said, yes. However, why has he been on four teams? Yeah. And that scares me. Yeah. No, that's not a bad point. Yeah. So I'm glad you got into this trade talk right here. Yeah. Because I want to bring up another team that I think you've forgotten that the Dallas Ooh, I like Stars this. I like this. have recently done a deal with one season ago. They acquired Ben Lovejoy from the New Jersey Ooh, Devils. Yes. So now I take you to an ESPN article I saw over the weekend okay. where it showed, throws out different, you know, potential trades. Yes. They threw out this the Dallas Stars trade their 2021 third round pick. Joel Esperance and Colton Point and receive Blake Coleman, your guy that <laughs> my guy. you've been fighting to my get guy. on the Dallas Stars my guy. for weeks now. I cannot believe I didn't bring that up. And I a 2025th round pick. I know. And I, you know, we've talked about it before, and we, you know, we'd be like, why would they do that? You know, that's one of the few bright spots they've got on their team. Yeah. And then I saw this, I got excited because I was like, holy crap, maybe the Dallas Stars could actually pull this off, and that would be something that w- they wouldn't have to pull off some crazy cap gymnastics, but that's the type of player that this team could could oh, really yeah. benefit from adding, and and that's a player that's going to help you. It's going to help pad your offense, and that's a player that's going to help you come playoff time. He does a little bit of everything. That yeah. is a complete hockey player. Complete hockey player, great two-way hockey player, having his best season or about to have his best season scoring. Yeah. Young from Plano, Texas, loves this area, came up through the Dallas Stars youth system. I just don't understand why New Jersey would make this move. That's the thing. I like if I'm New Jersey, I'm like, okay, right. I get. Let's break it down. I get Joel Esperance, a guy that's been up and down and hasn't been able to crack the Stars lineup. In fact, when there's been opportunities this year, he hasn't come up. Yeah. So I think he'd be centered around Colton Point in this case. Yeah. So yeah. Colton Point came out of Colgate and was a hot goaltender for the Stars as far as prospects. Actually came out of school the same year as Jake Ettinger. So for a time, because they played in the juniors against each other, um, they sorry, they played in the uh, 
uh, under under 17 uh, World Classic. So Colton Point was one of the goalies for Canada, mm-hmm. and Ettinger was one of the goalies for the U.S. So we had two Dallas Stars goalies on both sides in that U.S.-Canada rivalry. And at the time, everyone was thinking, wow, fifth rounder Colton Point, that looks like a really good deal for the Dallas Stars. Yeah. And then it just hasn't come to fruition as far as the pro career. They tried out point in the preseason, um, didn't really look great. Little bit of AHL, but then sent down to the ECHL. And I wonder, you know, we talked just a second about about Jack Campbell. And yeah. His his career has really taken off since he was traded from the Dallas Stars. Maybe Colton Point is just in at that point of his career where he needs a change of scenery. And goalies develop late. You're right. And changes of system sometimes can be, you know, can allow them to flourish. If that deal can come to fruition, I'm all in on that. And it, the thing I love about it, too, is I didn't realize this. Coleman's under contract for another season and a half yeah. at only a $1.8 million cap hit. Oh, yeah. So that's a, that is a bargain deal oh, right yeah. there. Like, if I'm Jim Nill, I up the ante a little bit. Yeah. Like, I want to prove an NHLer. Right. And this is a kid from this area. I just think it would be a hit uh, for the Stars. I think he immediately goes on that. Well, personally, I feel as though with the Radulov injury, we've kind of seen, you know, a little bit of mixing of the lines. Yeah. I think Coleman would mix those lines even more. Um, I I personally feel as though Ben Sagan, Radulov, I I need to separate those guys. I agree. I, I, you know, I mean, just that, that, I, so I what I try to do is compare it to other lines, specifically in the Central Division. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, better first line than Winnipeg? No. Better first line than Colorado? Well, that's everybody's worse than Colorado. Yeah, yeah. except so, maybe Boston. Yeah. Now, Winnipeg does separate their lines a little bit. They'll have line A on the second line. Um, but I'm a big Mark Shifley fan. Mike Mark Shifley fan. Me too. Um, I like Blake Wheeler. I think he's up there, getting up there in age. But I've always liked his game. So uh, I just, you know, I look at lines comparatively, and I'm like, okay, which lines would I rather have? So therefore, I say to myself, my hottest guys on the team right now are Rope Hints and Dennis Gurionov. And I know mm-hmm. that fourth line's doing really well with Dickinson. But maybe you move both Dickinson and Gurionov up. Yeah. And kind of switch it up a little bit um, to try to get Tyler Sagan going. I mean, utilize Tyler Sagan's speed by pairing him with Rope Hintz or Gurionov. You know, it's funny that you bring that up because I was just thinking the other night, you know, as much as we talked about how <laughs> gave Monty a hard time for always juggling the lines yeah. and never knowing. Bonus, like we just talked about you know, the extreme of going from a Lindy Ruff style to a to what the Dallas Stars are now in terms of how defensive minded they are. They that's the exact thing that's happened with the lines and going from bonus and you know from Monty to bonus in terms of the lines were never the same with Monty and now with bonus like at first I liked it because I was like nice we got some continuity with them play together but now sometimes I think it's almost they they almost stick with it too for too long with those lines and I'd like to see them freshen it up and move Gurionov up or move Rope Hintz up just to, just kind of based on who's playing the best who looks the 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 best out on the ice, the freshest on the ice, you know. And I feel like sometimes I don't know if it's a stubbornness or if Bonus just likes keeping those guys together for chemistry and continuity's sake. But I would like to see a little bit more fluidity with the forwards and and, and moving them from line to line. Yeah, mid game. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, so here's an update. Uh, Polak got the day off today. Mm-hmm. Um, Pavelski, upper body, upper body injury. This is from Saad Youssef. I want to okay. give him credit. Pavelski, upper body injury out today for maintenance. Uh, Dowling's back skating a few days away. Radulov did skate today, made it through practice. Um, they're hoping that he shows up tomorrow morning in morning skate and says he's ready to go. Tough stretch for your Dallas Stars coming up. Carolina tomorrow night, yeah. vastly underrated. A team you don't see that often. Get your tickets if you can, Stars fans. Sebastian Ajo is a superstar in this league. Yeah. Um, I'm always I, I'm I'm a I like I like Carolina's the way they play. I think they're tough. I think they're playoff ready. We saw that last year. Um, they've been up and down from that wild card to you know number three seed. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely want to get in a quick plug. I'll, I'll dive into it more um, in a, another sweaters forever. Uh-huh. Third in the Metropolitan is the Columbus Blue Jackets. Hey, you see, they got a they got a pretty tough one today though with Seth Jones. Yeah. God, I hate to see that. And I'm, I want to bring this up, too, while we're talking to injuries as well. Kadri was hurt in last night's game. Wow. He got hurt. He tried. He went to the locker room for a while, had re- a really hard time getting down the tunnel, came out, played one more shift, and then labored on his way off the ice. Um, and the last thing that I, I saw kind of considering it is it looks like either like an ankle sprain or a sprained MCL. It was kind of like a non-contact type injury where he just, just looked like he just took a weird spill. Um, so he could be out for for a considerable a considerable amount of time for the Avalanche. This so, is the time those are of two year. Big injuries. Yeah, these this is the time of the year when injuries like this happen causes you to pull the trigger. Yes, yeah. But I just wanted to say that about Columbus and Seth Jones. I mean, elite defenseman. And you think about all that they lost. <laughs> well, that's what I was. That's what I was saying. Yeah, you lose arguably one of the better goaltenders in the NHL. And you lose your elite scorer. So the top two free agents yeah. in this class last year, you could say were Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. And that is absolutely amazing. Panarin goes to the New York Rangers. Bobrovsky goes down to the Florida Panthers. Both have played well with their new teams. Um, but at the same time, there sits Columbus still in there. Like, wait, what? It's amazing. It is amazing. It reminds me of the the Islanders losing Tavares, yeah, and just not not skipping, you know, knocking out the Lightning. <laughs> oh yeah, or yeah. having a Vesna Trophy finalist and then just letting him walk, yeah. Lerner. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So I think good teams can, you know, that's that that comes down to player evaluation, and that's where the salary cap player evaluation comes in because. If you say, well, I got to sign this guy, I got to sign this guy. And this is what Stars fans will say about Tyler Sagan right now. Because it's like, whoa, we got eight more years? But yeah, to finish my thought from previously, that game on Saturday night, Tyler Sagan looked really good. Yeah. Think he's snake bitten, but you got to start putting him in the net. I mean, right. <laughs> I mean he's going to be thankful when it happens. I'm sure there's a lot of added pressure that... Probably a little tight on the stick. Exactly. And know? that's what happens with those goal Absolutely. scorers when that happens. You know, but because he knows like the slump that he's in and terms right. of scoring and he knows what's expected of him. Yeah. You know, and but like you said, that you when you watch him on the ice, there's no sense or no sign of give up or visible frustration in terms of lack of effort or anything like that. Um so no, I, I 
you know, there's a lot of people online. I referenced it earlier on Twitter and things like that, giving them a hard time, and I understand that. But sometimes, you know, the puck luck and then the system that he's in. Yeah. You know, I think that that's just two things that are just not going his way right now. And yeah, it's tough to see. I, I think it's just going to come down to, I mean, you know, they've made it a the stars have made it a point to tag bonus as interim coach. Yeah. And they continue to say that even with the, you know, with the, with the health uh, situation that he had interim mm-hmm. coach, Rick bonus um, will not coach tonight. Right. Wow. You had to put the interim tag on that too, huh? Right. You know, yeah. just say coach. Rick just bonus. remind him. Yeah, yeah. Just remind hey, him. By the way, yeah, it isn't your job yet. Yeah. Right? yeah. You're, you're here now. Yeah. You're in the saddle, but yeah. if we don't yeah. start scoring more goals, you might, we might have to go get Galant. Yeah. Yeah. I think, Boy, I think Stars fans would be really. It's funny, like when, especially since now he's out of work. How the gallant! I see it on social media. How the gallant! Like every time something happens during the game, people are like Gerard Gallant, Gerard Gallant, Gerard Gallant. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, you just you just gotta wonder. You know, what's the relationship between him and Jim Nill? And you know, do the Stars like his system? Yeah, I personally like his system because they play. You know, they have their fast skaters, but they play a heavy system, uh, deep forecheck. They want to pound you with that third and fourth line. It's like a it's like a hybrid of old school, new school. Mm-hmm. So and you know, a lot of it is the you know, what he has for players, but those were tough Florida teams when he coached there and real tough Vegas. And kudos to Vegas. They're still playing really good hockey right now. So yeah, you know, they're they're battling for top three in the Pacific. So Boy, it's uh, more than any other year. It's amazing to watch every single night. We see flip flops in the NHL. Yeah, and uh, we got a big milestone or potential milestone tonight. Uh, talking about the Islanders a second ago, they faced the Washington Capitals. Alexander Ovechkin two goals away from seven hundred. That's amazing. I mean, that is incredible. I'm sure he has some pressure on him. Um, but he's been on an insane tear. Yeah, absolutely. What was it? Fourteen goals in his last seven games, or something yeah. like that. Like yeah. he and and I saw um, last night. I saw like a piece on him, and basically his teammates going. Sometimes he just he just gets on these insane streaks like this, and there's nothing you can do to stop him. So uh, the Hawks' gut. Do you think that uh, Ovechkin gets those two goals tonight to hit 700 against the Islanders? I'm going to say no at home. Ooh, at home. I do like the way the Islanders play, so I'm going to say no. Yeah. Maybe one. I think one, too. I think he'll get one, but I don't know. He's. I feel like Ovechkin's got that like Dirk kind of mentality or capability where it's like, all right, so tonight there's a potential for a, a big-time record. I'm just going to go ahead and get this out of the way. Yeah. You know? So we'll see, but I think that they— I think that that game could be high scoring enough where maybe we see Ovi get his two, but I, I think I'm going to go with you. I think he'll go with one tonight and then— Maybe the Avalanche on Thursday, he'll get 700. Yeah, it's fun to watch. The next couple of weeks are going to be great. Uh, we went into you know a little bit telling Stars fans Hurricanes tomorrow night. Uh, then on Thursday, they do the Canadian swing uh, at Toronto, at Montreal. Uh, for those of you that don't know, that will be a Hockey Night in Canada game. Yeah. Uh, so unfortunately, the Hockey Night in Canada broadcast will be blacked out uh, due to local television rights. But if you get a chance, watch uh, NHL Network uh, or tape it around 5.30. They do the Hockey Night in Canada pregame show. It's pretty cool. They'll still break down some of the Dallas Stars uh, from a Canadian perspective. Nice. Uh, so that's on uh, Saturday night. And then on Sunday, they travel to Ottawa 
um, and play the Senators. So uh, tough games, and here's why. Uh, Carolina, real good, fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, Toronto has their legs now. Um, seems as though Campbell, uh, Toffoli will have more games under him. That's going to be a tough game. How Tavares, tough is it to watch Spezza do so well? I mean, Gosh. and that's what I'm talking about with the system. That's what yes. makes me think. Because Jason Spezza the other night, he couldn't I'm like, score last yeah. year. I'm like, wait, no, that's not the guy that was on the Stars. Valeri Nichushkin, no, that's not the guy that was on the Stars. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's that makes me wonder. Like, okay, is it the system? Yeah, because there's no way. And granted, Nichushkin said that he did not play hard for this franchise. Oh, he hated Lindy. Ruff. Yeah, but at the same time. There's no. I did not see him as a ten goal scorer right now. No, is it? He didn't have a single goal in an entire season. Right. right. I was totally like, okay what? with letting Jason Spezza walk. Same. Yeah. You know? And now, now it's like, well, kind of. And by the way, barely made the Toronto Maple Leafs, and then fought his way to a nice roster spot. When so. it seemed like Babcock was the one that was really yeah. like holding him down. Yeah. And you, you look know? at that Toronto team now, not under Mike Babcock, and how well they're doing. Yeah. So. Fascinating to see system changes and how players flourish under those systems. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we oh, are he's seeing, got 21 points already. He had 27 last season oh, with the Stars. That's, that's Jason Spezza. That's frustrating. I will say John Klingberg's looking better. Yeah. I uh, come back. There was a question about Miro Haskinen that was sent to us over yes, the weekend. Yes, I saw that. In terms of what has kind of been, what's been the reason for his sophomore slump? If we can even call it that. He'll have more points than he had last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, I, I'm I'm waiting to see which Miro Haskinen we're going to get. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say that I think he's going to be a really, really good player. He's only 20. The game will open up and become easier for him. But, you know, we could be getting a really, really good player. Yeah. And I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. I think the give the guy the Norris, let's just put that on hold. Now, I also don't want to overreact about sophomore slumps because I actually, you know, he's playing good. He He's playing decent defensive hockey, so it's not. But we had the same situation here with Matt Niskanen where Matt Niskanen had an amazing lights-out rookie year. He was a first-round draft pick, not as high as Haskinen, had that huge sophomore slump, and I'm not saying they're going to do this with Haskinen, but they decided to walk Mm -hmm. and trade him, and Matt Niskanen's had an amazing career. Yeah, he's been really, really good. Brendan Dillon's another one. Yeah, and that was the Jason Demers trade. Yeah, a little bit of a contract dispute, not liking each other. Yeah. Then to San Jose, and they've benefited. So, um We'll see. I mean, I you know he's twenty. Yeah, it's, he's twenty years old. It's gonna be you know, look what a year did for Dennis Gurionov. Right. No. Yeah. Hundred percent. So let's just let's just be patient. But we have not. The comparison will always be there. We have not seen the Kale McCarr. Yeah. I hate to say it that way. Right. But they'll always be in oh. comparison because they were drafted basically right behind each other. Hundred percent. All right, well, before we get out of here on the Sweaters Forever podcast in this episode, is there anything else that uh, that the Hockey Hawks hockey mind needs to get off his chest? No, we'll uh, we're going to try to do two this week, yep. pick up as we head to the trade deadline. 
And uh, we just wanted to recap the stars over the weekend, talk a little trade. Uh, I'll have a bunch of notes, and uh, we'll go over our NHL power rankings. Yeah. We'll put something out for the mailbag. So thanks to everyone uh, for listening and uh, rating us. We truly appreciate it. Let's grow this great game. Absolutely. So that'll do it for this episode of Sweaters Forever, brought to you by Choctaw Casino and Resort. Welcome to Choctaw Casino and Resort. Durant, the ultimate destination for exciting gaming and live entertainment exclusively for everyone. Until uh, later this week, Gavin. Uh, We love you, and we'll talk to you then.